0: In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. It was the first census that was taken while Quirinius was the governor of Syria, and everyone had to go to his hometown to register. So Joseph went up from Nazareth, which was in Galilee, to Judea, to the city of David that was called Bethlehem, because he was at the house and the lineage of David. And he went there to be registered along with Mary, who was engaged to be his wife. And was expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And Mary gave birth to her firstborn. A son. And she wrapped him in swaddling clothes and she laid him in a manger. Because there was no room for them in the inn. And in a region nearby... There were some shepherds keeping watch over their flocks at night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord showed round about them, and they were filled with great fear. But the angel said, don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you that you will find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger, and suddenly... With the angel appeared a multitude of angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among men with whom he is well pleased. And when the angels had gone back into heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem and let's see this thing that the Lord has made known to us. And with haste they made their way and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger and they told everyone what the angels had told them concerning this child and all who were heard it were filled with wonder at what the shepherds told them but Mary Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart and the shepherds returned home praising and glorifying God for all that they had seen and heard this is the true wonder of Christmas. Merry Christmas, Stone Creek. The significance of Luke's words written over 2,000 years ago shouldn't escape us today. That God, at just the right time, in just the right place, to just the right parents, in just the right way, sent His Son to be with us to express how much He loved us. Like, we should, we should stand in wonder of what God did. Like that that God would announce by some angels and guide people by a star to a place where a virgin had given birth to a son whose name was Jesus who came to save the world. Like which it causes us to stand and wonder. There's so much wonder written into the Christmas story and how God announced to the world that his son was on the scene. First of all, the wonder that God would come in the first place. And that God would leave heaven and come to earth. That the creator would come to be with creation. That he would come so that he could adopt us as sons and daughters. That he, could, he would come so that we could live in light and that we could have freedom. Like, like it should cause us to stand in wonder. And what about, what about just the logistical nightmare? The logistical nightmare of actually having to plan all this. So God had kind of backed himself in a corner when it came to the location of where the baby would be born. He backed himself into this location called Bethlehem, because he said this child will be born in Bethlehem, and it was a few hundred years before this child was born. And in the meantime, Rome took over. And so God had to work through the Roman Empire, the Roman political system, the Roman financial system, the Roman military system, to put it on Caesar's mind that he would take a census. And God worked through all of that for this baby to be born. Like, I don't know about you. I can't predict what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. But God, in his, in, his, in his wisdom, predicted it and worked through the Roman government. Man, it should cause us to stand and wonder of who Jesus is. And what about those angels that announced it? Like, like we miss the power of the angels, don't we? Because we have this misconception about what an angel is. Like when we think of angels, we think of babies in diapers floating on a cloud with a halo and some wings. But, but, but angels are nothing more than, are way more than that. Some of us have bought into the idea that every time a bell ring, an angel gets its wings, you've heard this and you've heard this and it's a wonderful life. But, but, but when you look at angels and examine angels, what angels are is a cross between a transformer and Jason Bourne. <laughs> These are majestic creatures whose first words are always, hey, get up. You don't have to be afraid. Man, we should stand in wonder of the announcement, the way God brought this into the world. And then just the wonder of a baby. Like, is there anything more wondrous than childbirth? Like just the complexity of the way a child is born. The fact that a human can live in another human kind of blows my mind. And families stop everything they're doing for the birth of a child. And they stop and look. You can go to the mall and people will stop you if you have a newborn baby. Just to look and you're thinking, please don't touch my child. (laughs) And then some people don't even wait for the child to be born. They will pat a mom on her tummy. Bad form, don't ever do that. But what makes this baby different than the 350,000 other children that are born every single day? He came to be born a savior of the world. I mean, we, should, we should stand and wonder. But the reality is, we've all heard this before. It wasn't a shock that you were going to hear this Christmas story tonight. Like, like, it didn't take you off guard. You weren't wondering what was going to happen when you came. You knew you'd hear something around this idea. And what's happened to us is the Christmas wonder has become mundane and predictable. It's become white noise and all the other white noise that we face. And rather than standing in wonder, we, we stress about the season. Have you lost the wonder of Christmas? Have you, have you lost the wonder of Christmas? What, what, what about you? Did you lose the wonder of Christmas? You know, we're jaded by so much that happens in our world. We've seen so much technological advancement in our lifetimes that, that the mobile phones that we have now could have run the Apollo program for NASA back in the 70s. And, and even when we hear news, we're not, we're not in wonder of it because two weeks ago we landed a rover on Mars 30 million miles away, and yet we, we quickly turned our attention to the feud between Meghan Markle and Princess Kate. And we need, to, we need to stand and wonder of what God has done. And it may be that you have lost some of the wonder. Maybe you're someone who has made a decision to follow Christ. You've made some steps to do that. You have a good moral life. You have some good ethics. You, you understand kind of what's expected of you. But, but if you were honest, you've lost some of the wonder. And life has just kind of made you tired and anxious and stressed out. And it's boring and it's routine. And you're just looking at, is this all there is to it? Today, we just want you to recapture just a small glimpse of the wonder of Jesus. We should, we should stand and wonder. We, some of you have never made that step to follow Jesus. You don't, you don't, you've heard about him a little bit. You know you should, but you're not sure why it's good for you and what, what should happen and how it should work. Man, we just want you to catch a glimpse. We should just stand and wonder what God did at Christmas. You know, it's not just a myth. It's not just a fable. It's not just fake news. The angel said it was good news of great joy. Good news of great joy. Have you ever gotten good news? Have you ever gotten good news that changed your life? I'm not talking about the fact that you'll get, maybe you get, you know, you'll get the gift that you want or maybe you got the news that your mother-in-law is not coming for dinner. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about good news that's life-changing for you, that changes your now and changes your next. It changes every day about you. Maybe it was that time when somebody got down on one knee in front of you and held up a ring and proposed the way that Debbie did to me when I said I'd do. (laughs) You know, maybe for you, it was when you got into that university that you had so hoped to get in, you'd studied so hard to get in, you'd worked so hard on your resume to get in and you ran out to the mailbox back when mailboxes were outside and you pulled it open and you ripped open and you saw this letter that was on the stationery that was from your college and the first words in that letter said congratulations and you weren't sure if it was the fact that you got into that school or they were congratulating you on your opportunity to apply for another school but as you read through that letter you got in and you left all the mail in the road by the mailbox and you ran inside tell your mom. I got in and your mom says, "Hey, I want to see that letter because I know your GPA and I'm not so conf- confident that you made it." But it changed it. it changed you. This is the good news that the shepherds had that night 2000 years ago on a remote outpost in the Roman Empire. That that they had this word for good news would have conjured up images to them of being in a small village where they were under attack from a, a local military. And and the military was, if they won, if they got into the village, they would destroy everything. And so your soldiers would go out and they would fight. And then eventually a messenger would come back. And if it was your messenger, it would be good news. And it's as if the shepherds were looking out over the hillside and they see a horseman coming, holding their flag. And they knew that they win. They went, this is the good news. And then they, they could go about their lives that everything they'd been looking for was present. Man, we should stand and wonder at the good news that we've been given in the person of Jesus, that God would be so good to us. We should, we should stand and wonder. And this message wasn't just for some people. It was for all people. The angels, when they announced it, said, this is good news of great joy for all the people you see, Jesus didn't just come into the world. Jesus came into our lives. He came to you. He came to you. Like no matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done, it doesn't matter your marital status, it doesn't matter your social status, it doesn't matter your sexual orientation, it doesn't matter your political affiliation, it doesn't matter your income or your Christmas bonus. And he came for all people is what the angels said, which would have shocked the shepherds because they were Jewish and they were believing that there was a Savior coming for them only. But at Christmas, things radically changed and they stood in amazement and we should always stand in wonder of the Christmas story. The reason why Jesus came was to be with us. You see, presence communicates priority, doesn't it? Like if someone shows up to something of yours that communicates value. You've known people that showed up for something that you you did, maybe when you got married or when you graduated, or maybe something happened, they showed up, and they didn't even bring you a gift, but they brought themselves, and that communicated value. You know, I've got four kids, and now I've got a daughter-in-law. I can't even imagine what that means, and they're all home for Christmas, and I'm certain they got me gifts, and they'll be amazing. But even if they didn't, the fact that they came and showed up communicates value you see god loves you as if you were the only one like how is that possible god loves you if you were the only one for some of us who are parents we know that when you have more than one kid you're like hey can i love both of them equally and one of the questions that my kids used to always ask me when they were little which who's your favorite who's your favorite and i always said your sister She's my favorite. (sighs) But the reality is they're all my favorite. All five of them are my favorite. And this is the same with God. I mean, you are his favorite. Doesn't matter what you're going through. Doesn't matter what you think you've done. The message of Christmas should cause us to stand in wonder. The fact that he came for all people is obvious Because he came for shepherds. you know He shows up to shepherds. And he announces this great news. Like, like have you ever gotten some good news and you called somebody? You just wanted somebody who was going to what? Celebrate with you? Lean in with you? Someone who could identify with you? Somebody who's going to be on your side? Like, if you just got a promotion, you're not calling the guy that you beat out for the job. You're calling somebody special. And so God comes to shepherds. And shepherds in this story represent us. Man, shepherds would have been working their job trying to make ends meet. They had families that they had to take care of, they were concerned about. Man, they had health issues that may could have taken them off course and kept them out of work. Man, they were lonely at times. They were forgotten because they were gone for months at a time. Sometimes they felt low. Sometimes they felt dirty. God came for them, just like us, man. It should cause us to stand in wonder. Like, we're all just like the shepherds. Some of you feel forgotten. Some of you preschool moms in here, you know who you are. Got those little kids and you just want some adult conversation. Trust me, it's overrated. <laughs> but God, Jesus came to be with you. Like, we should, we should stand and wonder. Trying to make it up the corporate ladder, provide for your family, work a job. Not sure if you got what it takes and not sure what's going to happen with the company and not sure what's happening behind the scenes. And you had this level of insecurity and concern. Do I have it? Am I, just, is, am I just biding my time? Is something bad about to happen? And Jesus showed up to you just like he shows up to the shepherds to be with you to love you, to bring you peace. Man, we should, we should stand in wonder. You see, these shepherds had been out in the field for, for months at a time, and, and they had heard stories of somebody who was coming for them. They had heard stories of this person called a Savior who would come to deliver them. And for, for generations they'd heard these stories. From their parents, their grandparents, and their great-grandparents, they'd heard these stories about somebody who was going to come and show up for them. They lived with this gnawing sense of anticipation that there was more, <laughs> that, that something was better, but, but they'd almost given up hope. Listen, Christmas is nothing if it's not about anticipation. Like, aren't you anticipating some magic tomorrow? Like, like, so, like let's start with the food. Like, we anticipate Christmas food more than anything. Like there's certain things that you will eat at Christmas that you don't normally eat ever, uh, the rest of the year. You allow yourselves this opportunity. Personally, our Christmas tradition is fried bologna. It's really not. I just want to be sure you're paying attention. But we, 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 we anticipate, man, we anticipate people we'll be with, don't we? You know, you anticipate spending Christmas with those that you love. And if you can't find them, family will do. You're welcome. <laughs> you anticipate Christmas gifts. More than anything, we anticipate gifts. For some of us, it doesn't matter what we get. It's a thought that counts, and we really mean that. The shepherds have been anticipating a Savior. The word Savior literally means deliverer. A deliverer showed up. We should, we should stand and wonder. A deliverer is someone who reaches down to the helpless and the hopeless, who can't do anything for themselves picks them up, and delivers them to safety, to life, to freedom. This is is what they were expecting, and this is who Jesus is. Man, it should cause us to stand and wonder. And and he came to deliver specifically from sin. And the the reality is, is, is that our hearts have gone away from God's heart, that we've chased other things that we thought could bring us wonder. And when we found them, we realized that, They didn't live up to the billing, did they? And when we did that, it separated us from God. And God knew that he needed to be the solution. So God sends his son for us to bridge this gap for us, to provide this act of wonder for us so that our sins could be forgiven. Listen, it's not a shock that I would say that there's sin in the world. Like, Like, nobody is really offended. You know things are not as they should be. You know... That, that people have done things to you that they shouldn't have done. You've done things to people you shouldn't have done. You have said things that maybe you shouldn't have said. And what that's done is separated us from God. Yet, it, God sent his son for us. We should stand. We should stand in wonder of what he did. And he did it knowing. He did it knowing that Jesus would die. Like, that didn't take God by surprise, he didn't say, whoops. He knew this was the plan. Now imagine offering up your own life for someone you knew would beat you, not care about you, chastise you, berate you, like, like imagine doing that for someone that you knew wouldn't, wouldn't follow you, yet yeah, yeah, this is what God did. Like, like I'm the king of holding grudges, if I'm being honest, I can hold a grudge like that guy that took my parking spot at the Avalon yesterday. He had this new Mercedes with a vanity plate GR8, great, on it. I cursed him. Not really. He was driving a Tesla. We hold grudges. We don't understand how great this love could be. This love is so great, it should cause us to stand in wonder of our Savior, the one that came for us. This is is the story of Christmas. You you know, kids, they, they understand wonder, don't they? Like if we think about those who understand wonder, it would be kids. Kids understand wonder. And when you take kids to look at Christmas lights, some of you will do that. What will they do? Whoa, lights, lights, lights. You give them a gift. They don't want it. They want the box it came in because they're full of wonder. Man, I love wonder. I love the small things that bring wonder. Like I love the simplicity of a card trick. (laughs) I I love it when someone will do a card trick. I'm like, what in the world? How did that happen? (laughs) You are magic. I know it's not true. I love the wonder. I love the wonder. I I have these... Christmas glasses. That when I put them on and look at the Christmas tree, it's candy canes. Have you ever seen these? Nobody? You you should take them home. Right there. You can have them. They're things of wonder. Like, I love the wonder to Christmas movie, don't you? Like one of my favorites, Polar Express. Any Polar Express fans in the house? Generates wonder. I love all the scenes. Hot, hot chocolate's amazing. But... My favorite scene is when that little boy that we don't know his name, he gets to to get the first gift of Christmas and he climbs up in the sleigh with Santa and he whispers in Santa's ear, and Santa's like, Yes. And he grabs a sleigh bell, and what does he say? The first gift of Christmas. I love saying that every Christmas. It just generates wonder. Man, I love the wonder of a sunset. I love the wonder of looking at the ocean and just dreaming of where all the water came from. I love looking at a full moon or maybe the Grand Canyon. We're all looking, if we're honest, for something to be amazed at. We're looking for something that is big enough to capture the wonder of our hearts. It's how we're created. And God has wired it in such a way that he is the only one that can stir our heart and satisfy our soul. We should should stand in wonder of who God is, that he sent a savior for his people, that we could have life and that we could have freedom. God, God is a God of wonder. You know, at this time of year, one of the things that we do is we look back over the previous year and and we look at some of the things that are newsworthy and noteworthy. and, And there's a lot of things that happened in 2018. But there's this one, there's this one thing that that captured the entire world. And it was when this soccer team in Thailand became trapped in a cave. You remember this story? That there was a soccer team, the Wild Boars, it was 12 players and a coach. And they were at practice one day and it was one of the teammates birthdays and so they went on a little excursion after practice rode their bikes over to a cave and they were going to go in the cave and write all their names on the wall in honor of their teammate whose birthday it was and as they got in the cave a torrential rainstorm set in and it caught them off guard And they didn't know how to didn't know how to handle it so they just ran further and further into the cave just to keep their head above water and the rain and water just it just followed them in they found themselves trapped with no way out a mile into the cave rescuers began looking for them parents began calling people and finally they located where they were and it was a desperate situation and they came up with three options one we could drill down and try to pull them out but they quickly realized that was unfeasible they couldn't do it the second thing they thought of was we could just let them stay there for the next few months and we'll just try to get food and water and oxygen to them but they realized that that they couldn't wait out the rainstorms any longer that they needed to go in so a thousand people from seven different countries all over the world showed up at this cave in some no-name city in thailand to rescue the this te- this soccer team and their coach and they made elaborate plans to go in and out and they had to go underwater and they couldn't see more than six inches in their, in front of them and the world watched every morning we got up to see what was happening with the wild boars And eventually, they were able to come up with a plan where they brought each teammate out one at a time. And divers would go in and bring them out one at a time. But before they could execute their plan, there was one thing they had to overcome. And they knew that these boys would be way too anxious and stressed to be able to come out, that they might panic while they were underwater in a cave. And so they looked for a doctor who was also a cave diver who could go in and sedate the kids so that they could come out. And they found one. And they flew him in. And he made his way through the cave. You know, one of the divers lost his life to save these kids. This is our story. This is the story of Christmas. And that we were helpless and hopeless. And that God looked down and he sent his son for us to rescue us, to come and be perfect, and to die so that we could live. And he was resurrected, and he grants to us resurrection life. We should stand and wonder of what God did at Christmas. If you lose the wonder, you'll lose the possibilities of your future. Over the last year, I've just experienced more of God's work in my life than at any time in my, in my life. This is my 13th time to be on this stage at Christmas Eve. And this last year has been the most work that he's ever done. He has recaptured some things for me. He's painfully changed some things for me. He's caused me to see the world differently. But one thing he's done this season is he's helped me to recapture the wonder of his love for me and for you. We should stand in wonder. Like, what? what is it that you're missing? Where have you lost wonder? Where have you lost hope? Where are you anxious and stressed and weary and tired? The greatest wonder of all is that God would come for us. Let's pray together. <clears throat> so, God, in a room like this, there's a lot a lot of different thoughts about you I know that there's some people that are shedding some tears because of where they are in life and what's happened and the struggles they're facing and they're just needing you to show up and they've lost a little bit of the wonder of your love God there are those here who have been a little bit skeptical but if they're honest what they've been trying isn't working God if you just stir their heart so you can satisfy their soul. And God, for those of us who, we, we want to stand in wonder of what you've done, that you've rescued us, that you're present with us, that you're as close as our next breath, that you're beside us in every situation, that you celebrate with us when we win, that you grieve with us when we lose. God, that we would recapture the wonder of Christmas this evening. God, we pray that as we enter into a new year, that it will be a year just lived in amazement, awe, and wonder of what you're doing and who you are and how much you loved us. God, capture our hearts with that tonight. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, the shepherds, as they as they left and so they went back home, it says they went home praising and glorifying God. You see, when 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 we're when we stand in wonder, It leads to worship. It leads to worship. So so as we close out today, let's all stand. And let's all worship in wonder of the one who has come for us.